Hi, welcome to Mile 13. <laughs> hey. My name is Kim. Hi. And they are Casper. And she is Jackie. Uh, it, mm, it's been a minute. Wow, this is a strong start, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're all to practice. Can you tell? It's been like a month. It's been a long time since we've been with you, and we apologize for that. But there's been rampant illness going around, and these yeah. pesky little things called the holidays. Did you guys have a good Christmas and New Year's? I did. I'm about to sneeze, though. All right, cool. Casper, did you have a good Christmas <laughs> and New Year's? I had a great Christmas and New Year's. Um, I actually got to spend most like most of Christmas with my family and kind of like extended family. Um, my oldest sister has a son who is almost two, so most of the time was devoted to toddler time. Um, so it's I got a new video game for my PS4, um, which was The Amazing Spider-Man, and so I played that a whole bunch. And turns out, if you play The Amazing Spider-Man around a toddler often enough, eventually he will take the like unpowered controller and try to press the buttons <laughs> and try to play along with Aww. you. It's adorable. That's fresh. But then I actually went to St. Louis to visit Maddie and their family for the first time. Yeah, how'd that go? Um, and that was super fun. Good. Um, and I spent New Year's with them, so that was super cool. Because it was, like, the first time that... Um, I mean, like, we've been on vacations, but it was one of the first times that, like, we've been on, like, a vacation vacation together. Um, but they took me to the City Museum, which is... <gasps> um, I don't know if you guys know about oh, the City Museum. Oh, is that Museum. the one with the climby things? Yes. Oh, I want to go there. So it's... An entire museum, it's like ah, it's like ridiculous amount of stories, but like there's mainly four floors. Um, and it was created by an artist who made all of these like sculptures, but every sculpture is climbable and like just tunnels that lead into each other. So it's this giant network of places to crawl and climb and scuttle around. So like Maddie and I just had like a fucking blast. You're like a giant um, hamster. Oh, that is so and cool. you and you can get lost. Like you you yeah. No, a friend of mine went and did that, and she said it's the coolest thing that she's ever done. That is awesome. Yeah, I want to go. I've never been to St. Louis. St. Louis is a cool city. Although... It is really cool. Although... <sighs> soapbox for a moment. Hey, Kim, get your apology ready. You're about to... I will not apologize for this, because St. Louis is wrong. St. Louis oh. claims to have invented thin crust pizza. They did not. Dayton, Dayton Marion Glass invented, well, mm, Vic Cassano invented thin crust pizza. Dayton invented thin crust pizza. So if you're in St. Louis, I'm sorry that you learned wrong, but you didn't invent thin crust. Just so you know. Look at what you started, Casper. <laughs> I have no perspective of this argument because I live in Chicago and therefore we have the best pizza ever. So that's fair. I mean, that's up for debate, but Chicago style is one delicious style of pizza that is unique. I refuse to name a best style of pizza because all styles of pizza have their own value and greatness. Now, I can, within each style of pizza, I can definitely say, no, like this place is better than that place. Mm -hmm. But New York style, Chicago style, Dayton style, like not one is better than the other. They're all really good and they all have their own value that's fair i disagree <laughs> but uh, we can disagree uh politely fair enough i like whichever ones have the most cheese and i think i know which one has the most cheese 
I did an internship in New York a couple summers ago, and like one of the first things my coworkers did was take me to a pizza place and like make me have New York style pizza to try to prove to me it was better. And I was like, I will die on this hill. <laughs> it is not. It is not as good as Chicago. <laughs> you have a lot of really good things. I'll give New York that they have really good bagels. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. They have great bagels. <laughs> Anyways, Jackie, how was your Christmas and New Year's? Um, it was good. So Christmas, the whole, so I had the whole week off work and it was a lot of like going to Brandon's family, going to my family, going to Brandon's family, going to my, going to my family. Cause they live like 10 minutes away. Mm. Um, but New Year's Brandon was sick. So we stayed in and I told him if we stay in, I have to light something on fire. <laughs> so we, cre- we so did- proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. And we we did light something on fire and it was a Zabola. Um <laughs> what? It was a cone of sugar. It was a German um drink. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking she about. She tried to make glue vine is basically what you tried to make. Glue vine? Yeah. German spiced wine that they have at Christmas time. Yes. <laughs> and pretty much you just light like a cone of sugar on fire. With overproofed rum and it like drips in. I actually got it from another podcast uh, from and that's why we drink. Um, oh, love that show. Christine was talking about her family doing it, so we I got obsessive because it <laughs> sounded really interesting, and I wanted to light something on fire and drink it. And so I tried it, and it, it was really good. And it took about two you know, hours. I do enjoy the concept of combining fire and alcohol. I do enjoy that concept. I would like yes. to just put it out there that glue vine is not just wine with burned sugar in it. Like there's more to it than that. It's also got lemon and orange and clove and cinnamon. Oh, it's fantastic. I don't remember all the different spices, but it's real spice yummy. Mold I've never wine. had it, but I'm assuming it's real yummy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's mold wine, and then you put cinnamon or it's, um, sugar. It's kind of warm, too. So when you drink yeah. it, it's real warm. And it's like a cozy, like alcoholic, like cinnamony. It's good. Mm. Fall Christmas yummy. beverage. Yeah, it's very good. Would suggest. I don't know how to say it, so I can't tell you. Glue vine. No, it's called. That's basically what it was. It's called Zoffenimbola. That's not what it's called, but. It's German spiced wine. Zoffinabola. It's not Zoffinabola. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, it was pretty good. So. That's it. Kim, how was your Christmas and New Year's? It was, I mean, I think it's Sunday right now. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't work for like two weeks. <laughs> A week and Fair. a half. So I just kind of lost track of what day it was because Steve was off work. I was off work. Like we, it didn't really matter what day it was. We just lost track so is cabin fever uh sinking in yeah so we we spent a lot of time watching netflix which was awesome we spent a lot of time in our pajamas new year's eve awesome new year's eve was actually really cool we kind of make it a tradition like we don't go out on new like out out on new year's eve because both of us are super hyper aware of drunk people out on the road Mm. so but we did go to a new seafood restaurant in town Fairly early. Like we had dinner reservations at five, so it was it was fine. And then we were going to go see... We ate a big meal, and then we were going to go see Little Women downtown at 7.30 and then go home. But we got downtown, and I was like, oh, I just want to go home and put my feet up <laughs> and with Rupert and Jack and a fire. Like, I just let's just not. And Steve was like, okay. Well, <laughs> we... 
there's a place in Dayton called the Century Bar. And the Century Bar has been open since 1942. It's a bourbon bar and it's been operating continuously since 1942. And they're closing because they're moving to a bigger space next door and they're going to reopen. And it's beautiful. It's like one of the top five bourbon bars in the country. It's got this beautiful Neat. old hand carved mahogany wood bar. It's really pretty. And they're leaving that? Because I've they're, been there too. They're taking the bar with them. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're moving the bar Got because the it. bar is very historic. Like, it dates back to the they're 20s. Just, they're just literally picking it up and just moving it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're moving it right next what door. What if we just push it really hard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we... But because it's new... And it's got a very, like, speakeasy 1920s feel to it. Ooh. So, it, it was, like, 6 o'clock at this point. And Steve goes, why don't we just go to Century? Just because it's New Year's Eve. It's the 20s. Like, let's go. So we walked in and they're normally playing like jazz turn of the century music and they were playing Waylon Jennings and like Black Sabbath and stuff. And there was a sign up on their door that they were closing. Last call was at 630 and they were closing at seven for good. Like that was they're shutting their doors. And so this was their last one before they moved next door. So they've been in this location since 1942. And we just happened to get there at six o'clock, made it in time for last call at 630, toasted the old space. um, And then they kicked this out. But it was really, it was really from, from a local perspective, it was really, really special. That is really cool. It was really neat. And now technically that's not their last, last call because they shut down at seven because from nine to like one or two, they had a New Year's Eve twenties style party, um, but tickets were sold out and were thirty bucks a person, and we didn't want to do that. Yeah, not about yeah. that life. But no, we're good. <laughs> but we were there for like the meaningful last call. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have a. I don't. To the best of my knowledge, they didn't do a formal like a last call. You know what I mean? Like it was the last call for the locals. Yeah. For the general public. And so it was really special. It was really neat. That's sure. really cool. So, yeah. So that was that was my break. That was kind of nice. I hope you all had a great break. Lovely. We are back to Canyon de Shea this week. Yeah. Uh, but we, Canyon de Shelley. We kind of messed up a little bit. We're going to be totally transparent here. We had recorded this episode already weeks ago <laughs> about a month probably. but it was a while it's ago it's been like a month so it's fine because none of us remember any of our notes so it's gonna be a real fun little wing for all of us it was a really it was a really great show we had a great time recording it and then somehow it didn't save on mine and jackie's end casper has their version of it but it's only you can I only just hear have casper like only my dialogue from my <laughs> ends we can post that just of a like one-sided conversation for three people so when we get a patreon if you want to subscribe at the five dollar level <laughs> we'll let you listen to casper's one-sided well, like, listen to just my my side it's like three minutes of silence and then, <laughs> yeah. and then just silence again <laughs> silence fun fact <laughs> Yeah, oh, fun no fact. That's not that fun. <laughs> so, so that's this is, what we need to turn into a t-shirt design. <gasps> oh what? yeah. Oh, speaking of t, do you want to tell them? Fun fact. That's not that fun. Sassy snap. Yeah, where we have a t-shirt design. Um, I think tomorrow, which this will be out by then, but we're gonna kind of release a design, and then you can pre-order it, and then, so the pre-order is what the fifth through the tenth. Yeah, through Feb. January, January 5th. 5th through February 10th. 
Uh, and, and this is a very limited edition shirt. Like this is, I think the only time that you're going to be able to get this shirt after this, we will have other designs, um, that you can get like more, but this is a very first edition special. Like this is the only time that you can get the shirt. Yeah. Yes. Our very first t-shirt that we will not release again. Yeah. So buy it yeah and then you'll have something like when we're big time famous you'll be like oh i got the first edition yeah and it'll be worth millions of dollars by then we'll even sign it for you if you want yeah when we fly in in our private jet absolutely so no pressure just buy it um we haven't been doing ads or anything yet so we there's we just haven't there's we haven't been making money because we haven't been doing ads we just do it because we love you yeah so this is kind of the way that we can kind of make a little bit of money, but then there's no pressure on you other than the pressure that we're putting on you right now to buy our T-shirts. Right, buy our T-shirts. All right, so anyway, Canyon Deshay. Whoop. Back to Canyon Deshay. Who's first? I can go first. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Well, it's hard because I don't remember what I covered, so I don't know which one's appropriate to go first. So I really don't remember anything I put. Um, But there is a bullet that I put... It's the same with me. It's going to be like reading it for the first time. It's going to be great. It's going to be a whirlwind. Um, so I have one single bullet with Canyon Del Shea that says Haunted Burger King. And I, I do remember feeling that this was very important to include. But there is a Haunted Burger King in the Canyon Del Shea. Da Shea. I do remember you doing this. It's Canyon Da Shea, not Del Shea. There's no L. It's Canyon Da Shea. Canyon Da Shea. Canyon Del Shelly. Deshelly. Deshelly. As how it's as Americans like to say. Spelled, but it's not that. No. No, Um, it is not. So in Canyon Deshay, there is a Burger King, and people claim to see things move around the restaurant as well as a figure of a girl running across the floor. It's so odd that it's like a chain restaurant. Like, because normally when you like have haunted locations, it's like, yeah, like Modern age stuff can get haunted, but it's typically things that have like history and lore to them. Yeah. So it's yeah. so weird that it's like a modern chain <laughs> restaurant. Which gives me hope though. Honestly, like are we entering the next era of hauntings? Oh, I hope. It's gonna be in Burger also, King and McDonald's. Can you choose what you haunt? Because if I was gonna haunt a chain restaurant, I think I would haunt McDonald's so I could play in the playpen. No way just all the time. Chick-fil-A hardcore. Chick-fil-A is homophobic, though. Chick-fil-A, all the more reason to haunt they're, it. That is they're true. They're the hate chicken. Oh, that's a good point. Never mind. I want to haunt a Chick-fil-A. Could you imagine <laughs> a bunch of LGBTQ plus people <laughs> oh, haunting the heck out of Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I love it. Never mind. I love this so much. Okay. We have an agenda for about 50 years from now. Everyone. <laughs> about 50 years if, from now, me and all of my friends, because we're all queer, are going to go haunt a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on my story. Sorry. Pay attention to me. I know. I'm sorry. I just want to go visit Casper at the Chick-fil-A when she's dead, when they're dead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We just, we haven't talked to each other in a month. So we're just, we're going to tangent. Yeah. Sorry guys. Literally a month. Yeah. Um, okay. And I'm going to, so that was the only bullet I had in the Burger King. No other information other than that. Do your research, educate yourself, find out about the haunted Burger King on your own time. Let us know. Email us. Do more research than me. Be a better person than I. Mile13show at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so 
That's a that should be the t-shirt we make. Be better than Jackie. Oh, <laughs> be better than me, please. Be better than me, please. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of Navajo verbiage in here, and I will be butchering a lot of Navajo Navajo verbiage. Um, good luck. So just be patient with me. Um, so my first thing is over the Gadi Ahi Tokoi. Which means sure. a lone juniper or um, or slash gas lantern. So the gadiahi is a lone juniper tree, and the tokoi is gas lantern. Okay. And okay. these are two separate communities. So um, the gadiahi gets its name from a lone juniper tree that runs along the riverbank, and um, the tokoi, which is gas lantern, is a nod to the oil and gas that was found on the land in the 1920s. So these are two different cities that kind of live near each other. Uh, cool. This area is a very small community, and it's, it is pretty decently isolated. Uh, and there's one quote kind of describing the Gadiahi, and it says, in that community, it's a farming community, and farmers grow an abundance of melon Indian corn and a variety of vegetables along with grain and hay. In the community of Tokoi, a grazing community, livestock livestock owners graze sheep, horses, and cattle. So they're both very um, agricultural. Agricultural. That's the word you're looking for? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> the opposite of urban. Thanks. Also, I want you to know that every time you say Gadiahi, I just only think... Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Have you heard that song? No, it's my Yep. You're welcome. (laughs) So now everyone's going to hear that. There you go. Yep. Every time. You're welcome. Because if I have to suffer, everyone else has to suffer. (laughs) That's cool. I'm not upset that you're ruining my story. (laughs) Okay. Um, You should be upset. Mm. Yeah. Um, so both <laughs> these two towns, there's uh, this thing called a chapter, and it's the local form of government because um, their government kind of runs independently of ours. And so it's the local form of, Nav- of the Navajo Nation government, and it's uh, semi-autonomous from the Navajo government. So it's almost like a city council oh, okay. in, like a, in like a small village or gotcha. something. And um, cool. that comes up in a second. But there's this road, and it's called Old Soldier Road, and it's a stretch of road kind of in between the two cities and is believed to be haunted by a spectral cavalry um, regiment that did not find out about the end of the Indian Wars. Cavalry. Cavalry. What did I say? Calvary. (laughs) No, not again. Flashbacks. We did this the first time, too. No one else will know because this (laughs) happened the first time you were... Cavalry. 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 Yes. Apparently, I can't say cavalry and cavalry. It's a common mistake. So, wait. So, no one told these soldiers that, like, it was done and they could go home. So, they just... Yeah, no. So, apparently, they were soldiers fighting in a war and they just kind of kept fighting. But the war had ended. So, they were, like, hunkered down. Isn't there a story like that in Vietnam? It's either Vietnam or Korea, too, where there is, like... Um, the, I don't remember if, which it was, but it was either the Vietnam War or the Korean War where there, I, I want to say Vietnam, where there were soldiers that were like from Vietnam, the Vietnamese soldiers, 
who were like hidden in the hills and like in a really remote part of the jungle and nobody told them that the war ended. And so like 20 years later, they thought they were still at war. You got to think there's like, it has to be like at least one general who's like, oh, fuck, I was supposed to do something. (laughs) (laughs) I was supposed to talk to someone. I'm forgetting something. Yeah, I'd believe it. Oh, yeah. Telling that entire cavalry that they can go home now. Did you do it too? Did I, say, did I say it wrong too? You did. Calvary? Cavalry. Cavalry is Cal- the hill with Jesus. Cavalry is a bunch of soldiers. Okay. So very well, similar. Why can't we be talking about the hill about Jesus? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Especially in the Navajo land. Anyways. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fair. Children, simmer down. Okay. So on Old Soldier Road, um, residents that live on this road... They actually claim that on dark nights, uh, when like it's really still, um, and in this area too, there's no light pollution, so mm. the nights are dark. They're so dark because there's no lights shooting up, kind of into the sky. Um, they can still hear but the sound of horses pretty. walking, weaponry being drug along the ground, and men speaking in hushed tones. That's like the spooky. battle's still going on. Yep. It makes me super sad for them. Like, I feel like somebody should go out there and be like, hey, guys. Like, it's over. You're done. Go home. Go home now. Go on. Move on. Go to the afterlife. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so did these men die in, like, in battle? Or did they just, like, how did these guys die? From what I understand, they just kind of lived out their, um, like, they lived out their station. Yeah. stationing and just kind of they died that way like <laughs> not in battle just kind of they just died of probably dysentery isn't that what everybody died of back then yeah probably yeah trench foot yeah <laughs> um so the chapter president carol roger edisey has even said to talk about a soldier giving her son a surprise visit so Ooh. okay got it got it yes um and so with this uh, she talks about her son and friend were home playing video games late at night one time, and suddenly a door blew open, and a guy covered in a filthy Union Army uniform just kind of barged in. <laughs> so there's a word. It says bilagana, but I don't know what that means. Oh, haha. So a bilagana covered in filthy Union Army uniform. So... Um, the origin of the word Bilagana is unclear, but it's kind of like the Navajo word for white person. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. Yeah. So a gringo. So, yeah. <laughs> a gringo. Is that what that means? I mean, no, that's, it's, um, that's like in Hispanic culture, a gringo means like a white person. Yeah. So like it's a, it's a Mexican slang term. Oh, for a white person. Not just Mexican because in Honduras they use it too. Oh, really? I thought it was a Mexican thing. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Huh. It's funny because I skipped over that word because I thought it was a typo and then it ended <laughs> up being my next bullet. Um, but yeah, so this white guy was dressed in a uniform and he was still actually carrying like a sword and a musket from the time. And they said That's that gotta he, be terrifying for those kids. Could, right. could you imagine that just a guy just loaded up with guns just comes in? Um, I and, so we Steve dresses up as, as Santa for the kids mm-hmm. at Christmas time and he went to go visit Nora, my uh, littlest granddaughter at Santa 
down in her, like at her house and she was terrified. So imagine Santa Claus. So imagine if a guy with a sword and a musket comes in. (laughs) That's so much more scary than Santa. Santa. Oh yeah. Um, so they had said that when he had come in, he looked around and was kind of confused by the modern, the modernity of everything and like the technology and just stuff that he didn't recognize. He probably thinks he's like on an alien spaceship or something. Yeah. And he just walks in and goes, what the fuck? <laughs> That's <laughs> literally what just happened. And he was like super confused. Um, and then so he just got confused and then vanished pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he he walks in, he bursts the door down, and just basically goes, "Oh, I got the wrong house. This is super awkward." And then just like walks back out. No, he doesn't even walk out. He just vanishes. He he throws oh, something. He's like the ghost version of playing possum. <laughs> he like goes, ah! just, yeah, just a smoke and then bomb. vanishes. Boom, bye. <laughs> That's fairly accurate. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I like this ghost. <laughs> he he does seem pretty dope. Uh, but on Old Soldier Road, oh, so it's actually on track to being paved in the next few years. And so locals are kind of hoping, they're hoping that this will lessen the hauntings, but I feel like turning up the soil. Yeah, that never yeah. goes well. Yeah. Also, call me a dick, but I hope it doesn't because I like ghosts. Wait, wait, fair enough. That would be kind of sad. We're just like, oh, well. Yeah, mm-hmm. if like all the ghosts just suddenly like dissipate, I mean, like maybe you could you could believe that they like moved on to the afterlife, but also you could believe that they're just like are gone. Yeah, so, or like trapped in the pavement. Oh, yeah. like in concrete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's sad. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I feel like there's a petition in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. Don't seal ghosts in concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Don't pave the road. It doesn't need it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, As we say from like tens of thousands of miles say, away. I have no idea what the condition of the road is. <laughs> <laughs> Probably really needs it. Um, yeah. So that's old soldier road. So that's one road um, that's kind of haunted. I looked at it on a map and it looks like it's in a really obscure corner of the reservation. Like the road dead ends. There's nothing kind of over there so it is really isolated so it probably doesn't need paved so i'm right i mean it probably really needs paved because no one's ever gone over because no one ever goes there because nobody uses it it doesn't need paved leave the ghost alone <laughs> hashtag <laughs> let ghost be hashtag let ghost be i like it <laughs> new t-shirt design um but yeah so that's old soldier road another thing that i was going to cover is called massacre cave Oh, yeah, we talked about this in episode one a little bit. Yeah, you had touched on it briefly. Um, briefly. Yeah, and the one thing that I I distinctly remember about Massacre Cave is that there's not really an easy way to get to it. Like, right. m- most people see it from kind of, like, across the canyon, I think. Yeah, it's almost, um, there's, like, a ledge. It goes straight down um, tens of feet, I'm not sure. Then there's a cave. And there's a little area in front of the cave that's flat where you can step out. And then there's another ledge. Mm. So it's drop-off, cave, like, drop-off. Okay, much. so it's like sheer cliff face. Hmm. For the most part. So you, unless you're an experienced climber, don't you, you yeah, shouldn't be trying to get don't, there. Don't do it. Yeah, and you, you can look up pictures. Like, there's ways where maybe going, you can kind of shimmy down um, to the cave. But good luck getting back up. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. Um, 
And it's located in the northern part of the canyon. And uh, it so it got its name. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So in 1805, it got its name because there was a pretty much a very cheap attack by soldiers on unarmed native people. So there was a massacre that happened there. And it is documented that the Spanish soldiers came in and attacked um, when the able-bodied men had left to go hunting for the entire group. So the men left, and then all that were left were the injured people, the older people. Women and children. Women and children. Ugh. Yeah. What <laughs> assholes? Like, that's such a cheap thing. Because you feel like in that era, people kind of had... there was Respect, like a, yeah. yeah. There was like a code At of At least conduct. like, yeah, even with your enemy, you're going to respect like the, you know... Sanctity of protecting elders and injured and women and children. Yeah, yeah it's kind of period. like, the, like the gentlemanly rule of war, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like there I feel like there's very much a rule. Like right. we can we can shoot each other until the cows come home, but like don't kill the babies. Right. Like, just yes. Especially when we're that's not a, that's a low there. blow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um so they did a very cheap attack on these Navajo. And um Pretty much they saw the men leave and they saw their opportunity and kind of approached the Navajo from a distance. And the Navajo retreated in fear and attempted to seek refuge a thousand feet above their heads in a cave um, located near the edge of the cliff face. So they were at the base of the canyon and kind of climbed a thousand feet above their heads to a cave, which I do not know how because it's is it. Cliff face. And this is amazing, too, when you think about who we're talking about here. These are the yeah. <laughs> infirm, the elderly, the very young. Like, it's amazing. That, yeah, I never thought about that. That's true. Um, the, the least, the it's underdogs. A, right. Yeah. That's one hell of a team building exercise. No kidding. Oh, yeah, that's true. Climb or die. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they intentionally came in when they knew it would be an unfair fight. Like, let's just go in, kill these people. We're Americans. We don't have time for this. Yeah, USA. I thought you said it was the Spanish. It was. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm so used to bashing Americans. Okay. That's bad. I mean, to be fair, bash America all you want, but I'm pretty sure you said it was Spanish. It's Spanish. I'm going to cut this part out so it looks like I'm right. Though. All right, good. Cool. Um. Okay, cool. Kim, are you drawing right now? I always draw when we talk. Oh, my gosh. I literally can't even. Um, I literally can't even mean. I always do this. Okay. So the, sh- the shallow cave that they had kind of managed to climb into gave no camouflage, no protection. It goes in like 10 feet. So th- there's nowhere to hide. Like you're just kind of covered a little bit. And, and like roughly how many people were like up in that cave? Do we know? Um, there was 90 older people and 25 women and children. So maybe like, maybe like 110, 150, somewhere in there. That is a lot of people to cram in not a very big cave. Yeah, yeah. real tiny. So it is is just covering them barely from like the sun. And um the and they were all unarmed too. So the Navajo were unarmed and they were no match for the Spanish's guns and the bolts just kind of rained down and almost instantly killed everyone. Like there was not really a fight. Um some of the Spanish managed to climb down from the cliff face from above. Um, and this was after they had shot everyone to kind of see what they had done. Kind of, oh, look at me. I did a good job. <laughs> and there was one Navajo woman at this time that was still alive. 
And so when a soldier came in, she managed to get up and shove him over the ledge. And pretty much she she pushed him and kind of fell with him. So kind so the Spanish took one like death. Yeah. But she killed herself to get that death. She was a warrior. She's a badass. Yeah. So yeah. she sacrificed her life to at least take out one guy. I like Which it. Is Just awesome. like I'm I'm gonna die either way because they're once they figure out I'm alive, they're gonna shoot me. So I might as well take one of them out on, on my way down. Yeah. Yep. Which I think I what? think that's awesome. And also falling to death is kind of a scary way to go. So that's a bit of a scary way to go. Yeah. Maybe not the way I would have chosen, but you know, A plus for her for you know yeah. defending her honor. She's a better person than I. Um, so in this little concentrated tiny cave, 90 um, men and 25 women and children were murdered by the Spanish soldiers. So again, a lot of death in like a 20 by 20 area maybe. Yeah. And to this day, people hear the screams of women and children from almost two centuries ago. Whoa. And you can still see the bullet marks from where they, oh, wow. yeah, from where they shot and killed everyone. Like there's still, you can see them in the stone. And wow. yeah, I, I think that's so crazy because it's 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 two hundred years ago. Like yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> and people, so people have kind of snuck in and spent the night in the cave, and many people, yeah, have said to people are dumb. <laughs> yeah, dummy. Well, I mean, I mean, cool. Mm. And I would definitely do it, but also people are dumb. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair. So I'm dumb and I would do this. People are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> people are dumb. I am one of said dumb people. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Um, And but people say they'll wake up with chills over their body and even wake up to see the faces of traditionally painted and dressed Navajo watching them. Ooh. So they're just kind Ooh. of circled by these like Navajo ghosts and spirits. Just like, hey, what you doing here? <laughs> Maybe want to leave our cave? Hey, <laughs> friend, you want to let us just be here in peace, please? Uh, but so the most common thing that you can hear at this cave is screaming, gunfire, as well as moans and like a horse's kind of Making their horsey sounds. <laughs> like flopping around. Horses yeah. just making their horsey sounds. <laughs> you know how they do. Um, oh, I sure do know how they do. <laughs> that That's a little awkward, but okay. That made me uncomfortable. How? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. There's something about their voice. Anyways. So, one kind of interesting little tidbit about this is the Navajo's relationship with ghosts. And again, like Navajo are pretty, the Navajo are pretty um, reserved about their beliefs because white people have screwed them over so many freaking times. That really? They, <laughs> Never noticed. Um, so they're just like really timid about sharing religion or like what they believe, all this stuff with us because we screwed them over. Uh, but the little tidbit that we Fair. do know is Navajo believe that ghosts, which are called chindi, uh, it's the person's last uh, last breath of all the bad within oneself. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. So they believe that that last breath is all the bad things um, and that you can't carry na- negativity on with you into the next realm. So it's impossible to have a good 
kind haunting. Like ghosts are always bad yeah, then according to this theory. They're always gonna leave behind the negative. But right. I actually really oh. like that. That like their spirits move on. But then the bad that's the bad true. Stays but the here. bad stays. Yeah, but at least the the ghosts are good somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But again, yes. It's kind of a catch twenty two. <laughs> From a bit. what the non Navajo myself understands is Yes, so the negativity is left in this place, but the po- there is the spirit that has moved on that is positive and happy, living her awesome ghost life. Yeah. Um, and so they also believe that this is a part of you that gets left behind. Um, okay, so when our souls leave the world behind. So this is not the soul that remains. The soul is all the positivity left that has moved on. I like it. Okay, so the soul moves on, but the negativity stays. Yes. Um, So this part of the ghost is believed to take hold of bones or, like, like the negativity will attach to the bone of the individual or an object of the individual. And so people believe that because there's so much gunfire, there's bone fragments left here. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So that is what is holding the spirits to this. Ooh, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much. I like it. All I have on the, the massacre cave. It's very interesting. It's very sad. Super interesting. It's sad, it's very but sad. Also, it's also kind of. So then I wonder, like, if those bone fragments are found and destroyed, would that get rid of the residual negativity? I would assume so, but. The way bone splinters, it's so small. That oh, yeah, there would like be, be a hard tiny, to... tiny little splinter of bone there. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Casper, what you got? Alrighty. So I am not actually technically covering a story. I am covering a cryptid or a creature, essentially. <gasps> yes. Um, this is one of my favorite creatures ever, too. I know what this is, and I'm so excited. <laughs> So it's actually funny because um, Maddie and I, um, we don't fight a lot. We just are not very argumentative people. And we have uh, like one major fight in our entire relationship. And that is what the actual official definition of a skinwalker is. Which, let me just say, if that is your only fight in your relationship, hashtag goals. (laughs) Because... That's and honestly, a- so on brand for us too. That like that's our big major. Like to this day, we will still fight about what skinwalkers are and what they're not. <laughs> I kind of love that. That's fair too. Yeah. But um, the funny thing is, we're both right because there is so much information out there about these guys. Um, it's just oh, a question also, of which one way, of you is more right. I never actually said. I did I actually say I'm covering skinwalkers. No, I don't. Oh. By the way. Oh, by the I way, I just jumped in. <laughs> By the way, I'm covering the creature Skinwalkers. Yes. Um, But, um, yeah, so there's no official definition because, like you said, Jackie, the Navajo Nation, like, they tend to keep a lot of their beliefs to themselves. Completely fair. But because of that, like, we don't know a lot of information. And also, many tribes, including, let me go down, um, including the Pueblo people, Apache, the Hopi, and the Ute all have their own variations of skinwalkers. So there's a lot of, like, crisscrossing 
information. And so with that in mind, note that some of my stuff isn't going to match up. Like you're going to be like, wait a minute. I thought that they could do this, but now you're telling me they could do that. And I'm like, I don't know. There's lots of different stories about them. I'm just going to tell you everything. Okay. But the basic, basic of a skinwalker is it is some sort of a non-human entity. Generally, although that is some that's debatable, but yes, that's debatable, but generally non-human entity (laughs) that takes the form of an animal. Yes. Okay. The debate comes in about whether, because I know we've talked about this before, is a skinwalker can skinwalker, in my opinion, and you can let me know if I'm on team Maddie or team Casper on this one, but I have always thought skinwalkers were witches. You're on my team. All right. Team Casper. So I always, my team is that I thought they were people who like turned into animals. And Maddie's team was that they thought they were spirits who turned into animals and were like a lot more, uh, like a lot more malevolent. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I think they just turn into animals. Turns out they are actually pretty bad and pretty malevolent, but they are people who like have the supernatural power. Right. Yes. So they're not entirely, they're like, oh, there's B in the window. (laughs) every time they're like they're like extra human if if they are people they're They're like extra human right there you go (laughs) um so another interesting thing is uh in navajo culture there is like a lot of witchcraft that's very prevalent um a lot of like healers and shaman are all considered witches but that's not bad witchcraft in their culture it's just normal so like the concept of like interacting with spirits and um like performing rituals and all that stuff is actually really normal and not like considered um something like bad like it is in like our culture right well Um, and there's um the native american culture is big on ancestor worship too so Witchcraft is often used to commune with the ancestors to gain wisdom, understanding, um, healing, all kinds of, I mean, it's it's used for all different things. In fact, uh, if you use it for negative, for harm, like that's, you're basically like an outcast, aren't you? Don't they like basically throw you out of the tribe? So the, um, there are witches that are like technically bad witches and uh, skinwalkers are considered part of those bad witches. Okay. The ones that use their magic to like hurt others and yes, get kicked out of the tribe. Gotcha. Um, so skinwalker or let's see how, how much I butcher this. Yi Naldloshi. Sure. Um, which translates to by means of it, it goes to all four. Uh, it goes, it goes on all four. That's what it means. Um, so it is a type of witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, and disguise themselves as an animal. Um, going down my notes because I kind of paraphrased a whole bunch of them. It actually sounds really painful. It do- don't you think to like because, yeah. form your body? Yeah. yeah. Because um, animals so have bones that we don't have and they are different forms. And yeah. Ugh. Be a lot of um like bones shifting yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah so a skinwalker is just a type of witch but it is considered the most violent and the most dangerous um the type of witchcraft that they use is known as the witchery way um which specifically is when you use a human corpse as a tool or like in concoctions yeah so fun stuff gross um 
skinwalkers can be any gender. Um, they can be any age, any person. Um, they can also turn into whatever animal they want. But the most common are coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, and bears. So, like, a lot of the, like, bigger predatory animals. Mm. Okay. But they're probably choosing that because it's a more aggressive one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is a little creepy because we have tons of coyotes in my neighborhood. Like, on next door, you hear all of, all of like... There was a coyote boldly walking down the street this morning. So maybe my neighbors are all skinwalkers. Probably. Probably. Um, I do wife. I do kids. (laughs) My old roommate, Hannah, um, there was a really funny day that, like, she came back from, like, being out in the city. And she was like, Casper, you'll never believe what happened. And I was like, what? And she was like, I was on the bus today. And we, like, parked by, like, a bus stop. And I looked out. And there was a coyote just sitting by the bus stop. Just like waiting to get on the bus in Chicago. In Chicago, and she was like, "I looked out and I was like, oh look, there's like a really big dog out there that's unattended." Nope, that's not a dog. Whoa, not a dog. It's a coyote. That's unsettling. Yeah, coyotes. Fine, it just got up and trotted away. But weird. (laughs) Um. But yeah, they also, so skinwalkers also have the ability to possess humans by making eye contact with them, which is also creepy. That's all it takes. Just a fun fact. Just have to look at them. Just eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. So you stop looking at me like that. (laughs) Divert your eyes. (laughs) Sorry, Kim looked at me really weird. They made me uncomfortable. Is she trying to possess you by making eye contact? I think I'm a skinwalker now. Tune in next week to find <laughs> out. Tune in next week to find out if Jackie is a skinwalker or not. All right. Um, so it's said uh, that when they're in their animal form, they have human eyes, which is one of the only ways you can tell that is like an actual skinwalker and not a normal animal. And also, when you flash like light at them, their eyes will like flash red. So those are the two ways that you can tell that they, when they're in their animal form. So you see just like how terrifying that would be. Like you're walking through the woods and you look up and there's a squirrel looking at you with human ass eyes. Uh, that would be no. creepy. No, human eyes don't belong on a squirrel. No bueno. Just, you're just like, huh, interesting. <laughs> hey, Craig. But also it's interesting because it said when they're in their human form, they have animal eyes so now you're like walking down the street and you look at a dude who just has like horizontal goat eyes like (laughs) Um, so there's a guy that i worked with who was crazy but um sure one time i was working it was just me and him him kim's drawing human eyes right now on her paper (laughs) and it's making me excellent is it um, on a squirrel not yet oh my gosh i don't like it can it be absolutely no it's probably gonna be on a cat because i can't draw squirrels very well all right, that's fine. Um, but this guy was, I talked to him once before, and we were sitting there working, and he was telling me about this time that he went up to his friend, and they were talking. He said, all of a sudden, at a glance, he goes, I swear to you to this day that I saw this, but that his friend had cat eyes. Oh, creepy. He said, I blinked once, they were cat eyes, and he blinked again, and they were regular creepy no, yeah thank you. which that was before i knew that was like a skinwalker thing but i i always creepy. remember him saying that and it, he was so convinced about it it's funny because um at the haunt it's really common for people to like wear colored contacts to like 
distort the perception of the human body even more. Uh So like a lot of people will wear like the most common is to wear like a like mesh over one eye. So it like makes you look slightly blind in one eye, but like you can also do different colors. But one of the like most intense ones are to like distort the pupil. And so we'll have um, like cat eyes. We'll have ones that have like multiple eye, like multiple pupils. Those are really cool. They're like spider eyes. They're really fun, but it's, it's makes you look like infinitely creepier when your eyes are like really colorful. There's something about like, being human but not quite that is not the quite. most terrifying thing yeah like almost yeah. human yeah Ugh. um okay anyways um so they the skinwalkers wear the skin of the animals they transform into thus the name um but a lot of times they'll adorn themselves with like skulls or antlers to like enhance their own power you know like just like a battery just enhance it more um and it actually interesting it's actually actual fun fact um it's because of this that uh like in navajo tribes you're not allowed to wear any predatory pelt um supposedly oh oh, that makes sense like yeah you're supposed to only wear like uh like prey animals um, but the reason why you would turn into one of these animals is because you're going to like take some of their aspects. So you could change because you wanted sp- like accelerated speed, strength, endurance, stealth, or if you needed like claws or teeth. So the animal that you like, it's not like I am a skinwalker and so I can only turn into a falcon. I can change into whatever animal I need to in that moment. But you need the you need the pelt to do. But it? I'd need the I'd need the pelt. So okay. you would just wear a whole bunch of different animal parts to be like I can change into all of these different animals. Oh, is it okay. is it only the pelts or can you use bones and stuff too? You can use bones and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I think so. So I, I don't mean, see why you couldn't. Because then you could have like bone necklaces and earrings. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You can have like a yeah a whole bunch. You can you can be so pretty with all of your bone jewelry. Now, how does one become a skinwalker? One might ask. How does one become a skinwalker? Well, I'll tell you, Kim. <laughs> um, so, in order to become a skinwalker, you have to be initiated into a secret society of the Witchery Way Witches, which is a hard thing to say. Um, Witchery Way Witches. Um, by doing the most evil of deeds, which is killing a close family member, usually a sibling, which is Ooh. interesting that it is a sibling and not like a parent or a child. Like it says like, I'm sure you can because it's just a close family member, but it's interesting that like it's typically a sibling. I almost feel like that would be easier. Just really? Lure your Killing brother a sibling out than a woods, parent? Full on Cain enable it. Yeah. I feel like both would be hard. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it would be easy. I'm just saying it would be easier than killing, like, your life giver. Right? I suppose. Maybe not. I guess but it depends on the family. But it's a person you grew up with, like, your, your partner in crime. I guess, it's, I guess it depends on your family. Yeah, I mean, like, me and my sisters fight, but I'd find it pretty hard to kill them just to be so I can transform into a dog. And that, Casper, is a good answer. It would be difficult <laughs> to kill a sibling. <laughs> oh, guys, you always make you look at like a bad one. Yep. Look out, Stephen. Coming for you. <laughs> so um, this is a quote from the article that I got a lot of my research from um, about these witchery way, uh, like, 
sorry, I lost my train of thought about these uh, like witchery way like rituals and like what happens during these secret meetings and this initiation process. Um, and it's um, it's a trip, guys. So it's a bit of a long quote, but um, <laughs> bear with me. So the evil witch society gathers in secluded places to initiate new members, plot their activities, harm people from a distance with black magic, and perform dark ceremonial rites. These ceremonies are similar to other tribal affairs, including dancing, feasts, rituals, and sand painting, but they were corrupted by dark, uh, by dark connotations. The evildoers are said to engage in, ready for this? Necrophilia with female corpses, commit Ooh. cannibalism. <laughs> yep, commit cannibalism, looking at you, Kim. Um, <laughs> incest and grave robberies. So all very light things. All just super light things, but I also find it really interesting that that's the order the list goes in because all horrible, horrible things to do. And like, yes, I know in Native American culture, like burial rites are crazy important. So like grave robbing is really, really bad. But like, are we really going to say grave robbing is worse than cannibalism and necrophilia? I mean, I think necrophilia is probably, well... No, I think incest just, is probably the worst. It kind of seems yeah. a little bit of a, like, you're like, oh, oh, no, necrophilia, bad. Com- like, cannibalism, real bad. Incest, oh, real, real bad. And then you're like, wait, grape robbery? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could that's, do that tonight. That's like, what we ended on? Okay. <laughs> kind of a letdown, like, but all right. bad, <laughs> but a little disappointing. Uh, during these gatherings, the skinwalkers shapeshift into their animal forms or um, dance around naked, wearing only uh, beaded jewelry and ceremonial paint. The leader of the skinwalkers is usually an old man who is very powerful, which is weirdly specific. So just if you wanted to know what happened at these uh, secret witch meetings, that's exactly what happens. Sounds like a hoot and a half. Count me out. Sounds really fun. <laughs> I don't like having sex with dead people. That's. Well, okay, now I feel uncomfortable. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm down for some cannibalism and grave robbing, but... Oh, we know you're down for cannibalism. I don't know. It's just incest and necrophilia is a little weird. I'm down for grave robbing, and I'm down for a little bit of cannibalism, but, like, I just, I don't, I don't want to do the sex stuff. Just, no, thank you. No, those people probably get to turn into, like, snails. <laughs> yeah, the you people that don't, did it. Yeah, so. like if you oh, you just want to do the cannibalism and grave robbing. All right, you get to turn into a not cool animal. I like to think being a being a witch myself, a very different type of witch, but being a witch myself, I like to think that all the skinwalkers are bros and just hang out together, having parties and jams and doing all their doing all their you know demoral things. Incredibly uh, inappropriate <laughs> frat brothers. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, having sex with their dead sisters. Uh, I don't like it. Mm. Are you ready for the first and only time? Total lies. I can't even get through that with a straight face. I am sorry. <laughs> some people. So here are some other like abilities that skinwalkers can do. So some people they say that they have the powers to read minds, control thoughts or behavior. They can cause disease or illness or destroy property and cause death. I mean, I feel like you don't necessarily say, what it is it, what is it again? Because some of those things you don't need to be a skinwalker to do. You can do as a human. True. Um, read minds. Okay, skinwalker. Control thoughts and behaviors. Psychologist. Which, like, I guess, yeah, if you're a psychologist, Therapist. you're probably pretty good at that. Um, cause disease and illness. 
anti-vaxxers. Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> um, destroy property and cause death. Again, small children. So anyone can, anyone can do those. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the only reason to be a skinwalker is to read minds. But that is the coolest one. And run around naked. That is the coolest one. And run is, around naked. And cool. also turn into a fucking bear. That is, that's <laughs> fair. A- accurate. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so uh, skinwalkers will come up to buildings and let you know their presence by knocking on windows or banging on walls. And you will often hear like scraping noises coming from the roof. Okay, so the day that B walks up to the window, looks in and goes, we have a problem. That's With the day you rise. With people eyes. Thankfully, she hasn't brought out her people eyes yet, but yeah, the day that she does, that. we're in trouble. Next yeah. time she's in the window, just flash a light and see if her eyes shine red, and then you'll know. Oh, she's in the window right now. She's not looking at us. Ooh. Flash a light at her. <laughs> oh, she, she just looked at us. No, her eyes are She her can eyes are hear you. Probably. She's mad that Did I say B is my favorite? So another thing that skinwalkers like to do is appear in front of vehicles causing car accidents. Oh, yay. So normal animals. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> they also have the ability to control creatures of the night, such as wolves and owls, which, like, badass. Like, you're standing yeah. there in your bear form and just, like, a horde of wolves and owls come out of the woods after that you. That would That's, be dope. You just convinced That's me. All right. Pretty badass. I'm Convince down. to be a skinwalker. I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> um, some even say that they have the ability to um, call upon spirits of the dead and reanimate corpses. So let's just add zombies in the mix. Oh, that's cool, too. I know. Why would I not want to be a skinwalker? Well, because you're going to have to kill your brother. <laughs> We're not close. Okay. Well. All right. <laughs> All right. So, to give me reason number two why I wouldn't want to be a skinwalker. Uh, necrophilia. I mean, maybe if I close my eyes. That was maybe a if long I close pause. my eyes and got it over with quick. This is recorded forever. Are you sure? <laughs> no, no, have, no, I'm, I'm not sure. Recorded I'm proof not. that Kim is down to fuck a dead body. DTFDB. <laughs> uh, uh, Anyways, I mean, how, how dead? How dead are we talking? Okay, the fact I'm that they have to ask that question. Okay, like, are they still warm? I was to where I can pretend, or I was gonna like justify you with a response, but no, you don't get a response <laughs> to that question. Okay, fine, fair enough. Okay. I won't be a skinwalker. Um, so they also have the ability to run faster than a car and jump uh, like high cliffs. Casual. So that's cool and fun. Um, they're extremely fast, agile, and impossible to catch, but they leave tracks larger than any animal could create. So is Bigfoot a skinwalker? Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh. What if all cryptids are just skinwalkers? I mean, I feel like you just solved it, but it's kind of like anticlimactic. Plot twist. Okay, mm. fine. I mean, if just you found no, out, you're probably right. Like, though, honestly, that's that they're all skinwalkers. That's still dope. I mean, yeah, it's, it's still, still cool, but at the same time, I don't know. At the same time, I also kind of feel like those that, like, if all cryptids are skinwalkers, 
then some then probably cryptids are like skinwalkers that aren't really good at skinwalking. <laughs> Do you know like halfway like through somebody that tried like like Bigfoot is some are people that like tried to turn into gorillas or something and just did something wrong. <laughs> and they're funny. like, yeah, this will work. Yeah, right. Yeah. I got a case of the Mondays. So then, like, <laughs> what happened with Mothman? Like, what were you <laughs> trying to become? Yeah, I mean, to be beautiful butterfly guy. That was Come the on. that was the psychotic skinwalker or the skinwalker yeah. with multiple personality disorder. Yeah, sure. which is what were you, what was your goal? The indecisive skinwalker. It's like I couldn't pick, so I just picked a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked them all. I tried uh, to find them all, and this is what I became. <laughs> so, skinwalkers and other bad witches are often blamed for unexpected struggles. So, um, last episode, we talked about the long walk, very, very bad, um, that took place in 1864. Um, so, it, there's a story that during that period of time, those years of struggles, um, when people were forced, like forced out of their homelands, many turned to becoming skinwalkers in order to escape these terrible conditions. Um, so once they returned home, the rumors continued that the skinwalkers were walking among them. Um, and this continued and like hostility grew within the tribes until um, 1878 when a collection of witch artifacts. We don't know what they are, just witch artifacts. So I'm assuming like bones and animal parts okay. um, wrapped in a copy of the treaty in uh, 1868 was discovered. So Ooh. the treaty was what was like allowed them to go back to their homelands. And that's so sending a message. That's yeah. not a good thing to find. Yikes. So the tension grew even further and this event led to the Navajo witch purge in which 40 suspected witches were killed. So yeah, there it was witches of all types. Um, but uh, there was one person who said... Um, I don't actually ha- know who said this because, again, I wrote these notes a month ago and I didn't write down who said this or where I found it from. But I have a quote. It's a <laughs> quote. Um, and it says, when a person becomes a witch, they, are, they have forfeited their humanity and, have, and their right to exist. So, that, so they should be killed. Mm-hmm. It's a little intense. I mean, like, to be fair, you did some fucked up shit to become a skinwalker. But, like, that's a little intense. Um, so this is where it doesn't quite match up because if 40 witches died in this, in this trial and some of them were supposedly skinwalkers, it's also known that skinwalkers are notoriously hard to kill. So I'm not quite sure how they killed these skinwalkers in this witch purge. Um, because if you try to kill them and you fail, it's going to come after you. you. Yeah. For revenge. Maybe they they killed them for 40. They drugged them and killed them in their sleep. Maybe, but it says the only way you can kill one. Well, there, there's a couple ways, but the most common is a powerful shaman has to perform spells and rituals that will turn the skinwalker's evil back upon itself. So it's mm. kind of like a karma thing, which is okay. like not what you're going to do in a witch uh, purge. Yeah. 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 Use witchery against witches. Yeah. Um. And then the other thing you can do is you can shoot it with a bullet that has been dipped into white ash, but you must hit the back of the neck or the head. That's weirdly mm-hmm. specific. Well, and if they're very fast, you're not going to, you got to be like if a you're rack marksman. And if they find out you tried to kill them, they're going to come after you. So like I would go with the ritual 
Yeah, right? <laughs> I would go with going finding a shaman friend and having them do a ritual for you if you have skinwalker problems and need to kill one. All right. Good to know. Just if you want my advice. <laughs> <laughs> Unsolicited advice from Casper. It's fine. <laughs> um... So in today, like in today's society, the stories about skinwalkers have become a lot more trickster and less violent. Um, many people have claimed to see swift animals running alongside their vehicles, like matching their vehicle speed. Some say they've seen them running through the night. Um, or this one, I'm not sure where this one falls in with everything else, because some say they can turn into a fiery ball and leave streaks of color behind them. <sighs> That's going to be important next week. Yep. Feeling like a firework. Anyways. Um, others say they have seen angry humanoid figures looking down at them from up above, like on mountains and cliffs. So Ooh. that's fun. Um, again, Bigfoot. Right. Um, so in the 1980s, a family was driving through the Navajo reservation when something jumped very suddenly um, through their like from the di- or, sorry, not Navajo Nation, Navajo reservation. I can read my own my own notes. <sighs> um, but anyway, something jumped out of a ditch towards their car. They described it as black and hairy and wearing clothing. A few Ooh. days later, the family was awoken to the sound of loud drumming and chanting on the edge of their property. They saw three dark humanoid forms, like, trying to climb their fence and get over, but they couldn't. Um, and so the creatures left. But Ooh. that's a fun thing. Uh, no. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> not fun. Not fun. I don't know what your definition of fun is. But, the, yeah. but not that? And my personal favorite story I found. So at one point, a man was making repairs to an old ranch when he suddenly heard laughter. However, he believed he was alone on the ranch. So he went to go try to figure out what was going on. And he found he went to go investigate and he found all of the sheep huddled together in one single corner of the pen. But in the center was one lone ram who was standing upright and laughing. The man noted that the ram had particularly human looking eyes. I ooh, why does that bother me the most out of anything? Like that. And those are skinwalkers. <sighs> no bueno. Still want to become one? I mean, kind of. As long as I can take the correspondence course and not have to have sex with dead people. Fair. I'll become a skinwalker, but with some stipulations. <laughs> right, right. I'll become a cryptid skinwalker. <laughs> yeah, the halfway one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So there you go. That's the our wrap-up on the Canyon de Chez. Whoop. Yay. Uh, Hopefully this one doesn't mysteriously disappear. It was a skinwalker. It was a skinwalker. It took our recording. It did. Yeah. It if did. this one disappears, we're just not doing it again. You guys can just deal. Because we have another one that we, I'm very excited about that we've we worked very hard on. I got way yeah. too into. It's really exciting. And I, like, I went down a couple of rabbit holes on this one. Uh, oh, yeah, but same. you'll have to wait and find out about that next time. So yeah. uh, hit up our social media on Facebook and Instagram. You can find information about our limited edition t-shirts there. You can Get write us. Get your pre-orders at, in. Yep. 
you can write us at mile13show. That's one three at gmail.com. What else you got? Anything else? Um, please buy our shirts. Please buy our shirts. And Happy uh, New Year. I, happy New Year. Happy New yeah. Decade. Enjoy your roaring 20s. Oh, also one other thing. Um, I think that probably everybody is aware Australia is burning to the ground. Um, We, Steve and I have friends in Australia, and while they are safe, uh, it is much, much worse than what every, than what like American news at least is reporting. Uh, It is over 480 million animals have died um, in these fires. 12 million acres of land have been lost. That's compared to, that's like twice what was lost in the Amazonian wildfires. Um, 19 people so far have died that we know of. There are 20 something missing, uh, 1400 homes destroyed. It's really, really, really bad. So if you can, please do some research um, and donate to the conservation, not conservation, but like there are um, reputable sites out there, even include the Red Cross, uh, Salvation Army is helping out. Um, But there are some um, New South Wales NSW fire relief. uh, And then there are some Australian um, wildlife charities that are taking donations. Please, if you can donate to our brothers and sisters in Australia, because it is so, so bad. I mean, we are talking catastrophic losses so on that happy note on that happy note yeah so and if you're if you're a praying person um good energy whatever it is that you do please send that to to the people of australia because they really need it right now right sure yeah (laughs) yeah so that's all we got um tune in next time Yeah. yeah We'll cover. Did we say we're covering next week? No, we're we making it wait. We, okay. we mentioned that it has something to do with skinwalkers, but we didn't go into great detail. <laughs> All right. <laughs> tune in next week and find out. Ha-ha. Bye. Bye.